I am so excited about that. Before we read the scripture this morning, I've told this story several times, but um, Horizon Church put in an offer for half the amount of a lot of the other offers on that bowling alley, and they chose us because they believed in our vision and what we would do there. And so I hope you all will spend your summer praying about it. And if you'll go ahead and mark your calendars for July 10th, Sunday, July 10th, from 10 o'clock to noon, we're going to have dollar bowling and a chance for folks in the community to come meet people at Horizon Church. So we hope that you'll wear your shirts and come and bowl with us that morning and uh, meet some folks in the community who are really interested in what it is that we have um, to offer. If you will take just a moment and stand up, we're going to stand to read from the Bible today, today's scripture. So if you'll just go ahead and stand up as I read. Tonight, this message is for those of us who are longing for our lives to have significance. It is for those of us who want more clarity. It is for those of us who've spent years and years and years working and leading and doing hard things. And we stand up sometimes weary and tired, alone and uncertain about the future. A man named Joshua who spent years leading and following and being faithful to God has just had an entire nation of people cross over the Jordan River in the middle of flood stage. It was beyond its banks. Men and women and children by the thousands trusted him and his leadership to go across the river when it was in flood stage. The God The God that we serve stopped the water of the Jordan River and they walked across on dry land, headed to the promised land. He's led and he's encouraged the people. He's pleaded with them to have faith in God, to walk where they cannot yet see. He's been a leader, a really, really good leader. He's kind of weary and tired, a little scared, and uncertain, and he wants to help the people know what is next. He's been a warrior and a leader, and he finds himself simply just near Jericho on the way to the promised land, a walled city that he has to go through to get to the promises of God. He has no sword in his hand. He has no people around him, nothing happening or pressing in that moment. He's just standing there, and he looks up, And this is what happens. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and he asked, Are you for us or are you for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have arrived. And Joshua fell face down on the ground in reverence, and he asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. I'm going to read this one more time. And when, when you hear the voice of God say, take off your sandals, I'm going to ask you, we live in Florida, take off your shoes if you can, and know that tonight we are on holy ground. We are on set-apart ground. 
in a place where we not, we're not going to know certainty or exactly what the next step is, but God's going to give us clarity and significance tonight. When Joshua, a tired and worn-out leader, was near Jericho, a city, a walled-in city, stood between him and the promises of God. What is the promises of God that we're all longing for? And what stands between us and the promises of God? He looked up. Joshua looked up because he didn't know what else to do, and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua has nothing, just like all of you have. He has nothing but his clothes and his shoes. And he looks up at him, scared to death, and he says, Are you for us or are you for my enemies? We live in a world where we put people on one side or the other, right? How many of us are asking this question right now in the face of everything we're dealing with? Are you for me or are you for our enemies? Listen to what the voice said, neither. Neither, he replied. But as a, com- as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have arrived. And then Joshua fell down on his face and he worshiped God and he said, What message does God have for his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your shoes. For the place, listen y'all, for the place where we are standing is holy. And Joshua had no idea what his next step was, but he did it. He took his feet off and he stood on holy ground. Will you pray with me? God, we have stood, these feet have stood in all kinds of places this week. Our weary and tired bodies and hearts and minds have heard the news, God. We've watched the fighting. We come here with our own pain from medical diagnosis and financial problems and work problems and everything else, God. And so many of us are looking up tonight asking you this question, God. What is your message for us? And your message is for us to just take our shoes off, to get comfortable, and to know that the ground we are standing on is holy. May this moment be set apart, and may we hear your purpose for us in a way we've never heard it before. Make this moment holy. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I want you to just look at somebody near you and just tell them you matter and you're significant. I just want you to look at somebody right now and tell them that you matter and you're significant. I want you all to know what I spent all week saying. I wish we lived in a perfect world. I wish that we lived in a perfect world. I wish that I could live out my purpose in a perfect world. I wish that I could be a pastor of people who who trusted and believed that I was leading us in a way that follows God and just did everything I asked them to do. (laughs) I wish that Chris was called to be a pastor and that his wildly different gifts, he is called to be a pastor, but in a perfect world where everybody could recognize that he has exactly what it is this church needs. I wish that Abby led a band of people who never hit a wrong note and who show up, you know, way early I wish that you all were in jobs where people worked with you and not against you. 
I wish that you were teachers of kids who came in from amazing homes, had perfect foundations for learning and growing, and I wish that you teachers worked in a system that paid you what you were worth. I wish that we lived in a world that supports a work-life balance. I wish that we were moms and dads to agreeable and grateful children. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I wish our world was unified and hopeful and joyful and peaceful. I wish that this world was perfect right now. And on Monday morning, I got out of my bed, and that was my wish. I dropped my kids off at childcare and VPK, and I rode to this building where I met 20 teens that Chris and I led in Mission Tampa and experience where we took teens to help out with our different ministry partners throughout Tampa Bay so we could shine light and ignite change this week with youth in our community. So we could connect to our ministry partners and help them. We worked with young children in a preschool called Cornerstone Ministries. It's in an under-resourced community, and this preschool is funded and, and fully staffed so that kids in this under-resourced community can get a head start on life. One and two and three and four-year-olds are given quality, high-quality education so they start out ahead, and we got to play with them in the floor, and these 12 and 13 and 14-year-olds looked at these kids, and they told them, you matter. I knew, looking at those kids, we didn't live in a perfect world. One of them told me that his mom works two jobs, and he stays there during the day, and he eats with his mom really quick, and she goes to her second job, and he stays with his grandmother. I wish we lived in a perfect world where that wasn't that kid's story. After that, we went and I watched teens pack food for people who had no idea where their next meal was coming from. And as I put apple juice in a gallon bag that would go to kids who had no idea where their meal would come from because they weren't in school this summer, I prayed, God, I want to live in a perfect world where kids are not hungry during the summer. We packed food for people. We served people. We loved on kids. We cleaned up horse manure in a place that provides therapy for every person from a combat veteran to young children who cannot move their bodies. And as I watched the clients come in, I just wanted to live in a perfect world. But this is what I learned all over again this week, like I have never learned before, y'all. We live in a broken world, and it didn't take me going through all this for you all to know that. We live in a broken world, but we live in a world that is so deeply loved by God and who uses people like you and you and you and you and you and every person in this room for God's healing and restoration. In a world that we all know is desperate for it. God loves us so much that God could snap his fingers and fix it all, but he wanted us to have meaning and significance in our lives. He wanted us to have important purpose. And God asked us, each and every single one of us, to be a part of his healing in the world. And in an unperfect world, I watched God's perfect healing take place as young children were loved by teens who looked at me and said, I think I want to be a teacher in this kind of community forever. We don't live in a perfect world, but we live in a world full of children that are deeply loved by God who is ready to heal and write a new story through people just like us.
I gardened beside a kid who said, took off his shoes just like I did tonight, not because he was standing on holy ground, but because he said, I think I want to be a gardener. I think I want to see what it's like to, to grow sustainable food and, and do this differently so that kids in this community can come and eat healthy produce. I watched God speak to people in a broken world and give them meaning and significance. What does all of this have to do with an unarmed man named Joshua meeting a soldier who tells him to take off his shoes? He's on holy ground. And what in the world does that have to do with all of us? Joshua believed in the healing promise of God. And he did whatever it took to lead the people of God to the promised land, to the promises of God, to this promise that this world wouldn't always be like it is, but there is a better way, a land with cucumbers and pomegranates and olive oil. This is what it talked about. A land where we could build a government that was different than the one that they had been oppressed by in Egypt. Joshua believed in the promises of God deep down in his bones. His entire life was committed to it. But even as committed and faithful as he was, he was living his purpose out in a broken world. And that means... That means that even when we are 100% faithful, even when day after day after day you've gotten up being faithful to the promises of God, we are still going to endure hardship and pain. Did you hear that? He was faithful. He led these people across the river. He was going to have to continue to lead them. He'd been faithful to God day after day after day, but he still finds himself standing out away from people who didn't trust him or believe in him. He still finds himself standing out in front of God, and, and, and not in front, he doesn't realize he's in front of God yet. He finds himself standing out there, and the first thing he, he thinks when he sees somebody else is what we so often think when we're tired and weary, when we're tired of getting up, being 125% faithful to God every single day. He stands up and he looks at the person in front of him and he says, are you for me or are you against me? Who's had that kind of week where you find yourself showing up and you're like, are, are you really for me? Or are you against me? Because we are living out our faithful purpose in a broken world and we get tired and we stop trusting the people around us. And this is sign number one, that you are tired and that you are weary. When you look around and the first thing that you think is, are you for me or are you against me? And God, God whispers what God always whispers, neither. I'm for you and for everybody else in the world, too. He was tired and weary and a little broken, and God didn't say exactly what he wanted to say, right? I'm, I'm for you. I've got a sword. You don't have one. You're, you're all good, dude. Instead, what he says to him is take off your shoes. This tired and weary and broken man who had fought so hard to get people to trust him and his leadership. He was leading them to a place he himself had never been before. He could see the walls of, of the city of Jericho that he was going to have to figure out how to get through standing between him and the promises of God. And he looks up and he sees this soldier and he immediately thought, this person is out to get me. What are you looking at right now in your life and you think this is out to get me? When we face a tough situation, our first human reaction is this thing is out to get me. Your medical diagnosis, 
your financial situation, your work situation, what it is God has called you to do. What are you looking at right now and thinking this person is out to get me? And God's voice says, I am not against you. I am not against you. I am for you. And then Joshua says, what is tired and weary people who are used to getting up day after day after day and giving 110% to God and to what it is God has asked us to do. And Joshua says, great, God. I've worked my tush off for the last two years. What do you want me to do now? What is it? You want, what is the message God has for me now? And God says, all I want you to do is take your shoes off. Who is asking looking at your to-do list, thinking of the 900 things you have or need to do. Who's looking at that right now? God, what is it? What more do you want me to do? And God's messenger, the leader of God's army, says, take your shoes off. Stand before me just as you are. You don't have to bring your degree. You don't have to bring your title you don't have to bring what all it is you've worked on for however long. You don't have to bring your, your house, your car, none of that stuff. Take it all off. Take the shoes off of your feet. You are tired and weary. It's just me and you, Joshua. Stand before me just as you are, Joshua, for you are on holy ground. We live in a world that is super fast-paced. We live in a world that has asked you today to take a side against somebody else. I guarantee you, today, you have been asked to take a side against somebody else. You see yourself looking up, God, what else do you want me to do? How much more can I fight and how much more can I do, God? And you know what God requires of you right now? In a world that needs you to be set apart and different than all the noise we hear every day, than everything else we see and are a part of every day. Do you know what I, the only thing God needs you to do? Is take off whatever it is standing between you and Him and put your feet on holy ground so you can hear God. God has one point and one point only in our story today. In a world that expects you to show up with your A game every single day, in a world that expects you to say, what's next? What's the next thing you need me to do today? God says, you are set apart. That's what holy means, set apart. You are set apart. Take off your shoes or whatever it is that's comfortable for you. Take off whatever it is that's covering you up and standing between you and God and stand just as you are before a holy and loving God who has a purpose for you, the only purpose that matters to worship Him. That's it. That's all you have to do. And Joshua did it. In the Hebrew word Joshua did it, did it what it really means is Joshua made himself visible, made his obedience to God visible. He took his shoes off and he simply worshiped God. Y'all need to know I'm a super overachiever three person. Like I, Enneagram three, if anybody follows Enneagram, I love to achieve, have my to-do list. I need y'all to know and think I'm successful. That is important to me. And so many of you are sitting in this room and you know what it's like to show up every single day with your A game and you are tired and you are weary. You know what it's like. 
And I need you to know that tonight, before you head into this weekend, God says, simply take off your shoes and stand before me. You are on holy ground. And if you stand on this holy ground, you will be set apart from a world that expects so much of you. God doesn't want anything from you. God only wants for you. And Joshua, this worn out, give out, tired and weary man, takes his shoes off and stands on holy ground. What is it? What is it that God's asking you to take off tonight? What is it that God's asking you to set aside that's standing between you and your relationship with God? Can you take that off? And can you stand before God just as you are? And y'all, we live in a place where we like to achieve and, and be seen for doing good things. And God says, just as you are, you are loved. And I know this seems simple, but it's so hard to stand before God just as we are. And God says, you're on holy ground. It will be set apart and I will do something special and remarkable in your life. We don't need more people. We don't need more people standing on earthly ground doing earthly things. We need people with their shoes off, with their shoes off standing on holy ground, worshiping God, getting our purpose and significance from God, walking to the promised land, working for and committed 100% to the promises of God, but not, not so tied up in that that we forget that we are doing that in a world that is broken. We are doing that in a world where everything around you is not going to be perfect. Just because you follow God and do everything perfect does not mean everything's going to be perfect for you. In a broken world, God is asking you simply to show up just as you are and stand before Him to be holy and set apart for just a few minutes. Will you pray with me? Will the band come up as I pray? God, we thank you so much that you love us. That you sent Joshua to lead the people of Israel to the promised land and that a few thousand years later, God, you sent Jesus. The God who saves sent Jesus to lead us to the promises of God. God, so many of us are longing for those promises to be known right now. And we stand before you, God, and we just ask you to make this ground holy and just be clear with us about our significance and our purpose and our worthiness tonight. May we find our, our purpose and our significance and our faith in you and not in everything we can do or accomplish tonight. We love you and we thank you for loving us. Amen.